This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into a, an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this very cool episode, guys, Micah Dank returns with his new presentation titled, What is God? And this astrotheologist just crushes it at this conversation. He's an awesome dude anyway. If you haven't checked out his first conversation on the show, definitely do so. Uh, I'll link it down in the show notes, so check that out. Also, while you're down there, check Micah Dank out. He also sent me a link for you guys to look at as well. So there's a lot to experience beyond just this conversation, which is always awesome. But in this conversation, what is God? We really talk about unity consciousness and how we're all one, what that looks like. We even touch into NPCs, a little bit of... You know, could Adam and Eve be aliens and sit here? Uh, We talk about the devil and God, uh, how we're all mirrors to one another. And uh, he has an awesome YouTube channel. He's just a really great researcher. His six book series, he's got more books coming out. Super cool dude, and we have an awesome conversation, so that's easy to do with Micah. Uh, So uh, check him out uh, down in the show notes down there, guys. As well, while you're down there, check out all of our resource links, which we will talk about at the end of the show, but check them out there down there. Uh, Also, check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. That's where links to all the socials can be found. That is also where you can sign up to become an expansive insider, and that's the best way to support the show. There's bonus conversations going on over there. It's a really cool community. It's ever-expanding. And that's just one of the best ways to do it. There's a link in the show notes that will help you with that as well. If you want to support the show, this is a value for value system. So there is a link down there titled support the mission. And that is a wonderful way to support the show as well. And I'm grateful for all of you for doing so. One more thing to mention before we get to the conversation. There is a new documentary out that I am in. You boys in this thing. It's called Secret Space UFOs. You can find it over on Amazon, but I will go ahead and link it directly down in the show notes. This one's by good friend Darcy Weir. Now, Darcy's been on with Gary King with the Crop Circle Realities, and he was also on, man, in the early days, uh, like episode six or something like that with... um, Stephen Bassett. That's right. And uh, that was a cool conversation. So anyway, he made this amazing new movie. He asked me to be in it. I'm in it. It's super cool, guys. Check it out. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, There you go. So let's get to this incredibly cool conversation with Micah Dank. No, 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 dude. I love your goddamn confidence. I love your fucking confidence. And this is why we love having you on. Micah Dank, this is returning. You're uh, here for the second time. What is God is what we're going to be talking about this evening, dude. It's so fucking good to see you, man. How you been? I've been great, man. How are you? Dude, crushing it at life in general. Thank you for asking. Why are we not talking about how awesome that hat is on you, by the way? (laughs) It's a good look, right? Pimping it. Yes. Yes, sir, you are. Well, uh, for the audience that's not I don't look like I'm going to wait in a bread line. Uh, not with that jacket. Now it's set off together. You know, if yeah. it was one or the other, then yes, that would be an apt description. But I think together, the combination just sets you apart. It puts you in the category of Micah Dank, and that's that's what we love you for. Uh, that's great because I'm actually wearing pajamas too. So, <laughs> oh, no pants down here, dude. No pants, yeah. commando. Yeah, I'm just Donald. I'm outside, dude. I'm in New York. I'm in New York. It's 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 like it's like lady boner cold. Ah, uh, see, and we're in Texas. It was seventy four today. Uh, this, this, you know, late, late, late October. It's, uh, it's fine. Like I'm Donald Ducking it here. I'm shirt cocking it. We're, we're totally comfortable. There we go. Yeah, uh, I feel very, uh, I feel very safe now. <laughs> 
Well, uh, for the audience that's not familiar with you, uh, your episode was back in the archive there. It's been a minute since you and I have uh, spoken on the show here. So if you want, dude, just give us a quick rundown about who you are and what we're going to be talking about. This is a badass presentation you got ready for us. I'm pumped, man. Yes. So, well, we're going to talk about what is God today. I'm going to explain to you basically what Buddha figured out under the tree. And I'm going to I'm going to break it down into very easy terms. Um, Now, some people are going to understand it right away and gravitate towards it. Some people that are uh, religious are going to reject it. And there's some people that are religious that are going to understand it a little bit better and kind of go through the five stages of grief with their religion. Um, I talk about astrotheology. That's what I do. That's what I teach. I teach at Santos Bonacci Syncretism School. I'm an astrotheologist. What that basically means is I use the Zodiac to decode ancient holy texts. And I think we did the Bible last time. Yeah. Um, And uh, that's basically what I do. That's what I teach. Um, But I got something different today. So... Well, I know it's going to be badass. Everybody, uh, if you are the audio-only listening audience, there's a link down there uh, for the video version of this. Make sure that you check that out. He's got an entire presentation here, so you will not want to miss this. They're always absolutely incredible. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, so should we just get into it? Yes, sir. All right. So, what is God? That's the question. We're going to talk about what Buddha figured out. We're going to talk about what uh, Krishna understood. We're going to talk about the same story that they're trying to teach over and over again. Okay. It's a very liberating feeling. And the answer is right in front of your face. You, every time you look out, every time you look anywhere, it's right in front of your face. You just don't realize it, but I'm going to bring that to light today. Okay. So first we have to define God. So give me some immutable characteristics of God. Uh, Omnipotent, uh, omnipresent, Unconditional love, uh, everywhere, all the time, knows every, knows all, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. All Would you say creator? Right. Absolutely. Correct. Would you say infinite? Uh, I mean, some would say infinite. I don't know that I've made my mind up on that yet, but because uh, there are gods with small g's, right, is what I'm led to believe. And there could be just like multiple gods, and maybe we have one god over this one realm, which we would refer to as God, but there's something bigger than right. it, and it's evolving as well. well so We're talking about the overarching. We're talking about God. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you a section from my first book, Into the Rabbit Hole Beneath the Veil. I have a truth or book series called Into the Rabbit Hole by Micah Deck. And uh, we're working, uh, my publisher is putting together all the information for book eight. So we're sending book eight um, that should be out in Christmas. Uh, it's done. She's just got to like get the cover, get to do all this, you know, have it edited and do all that kind of stuff. And then I'm going to have my ninth book and I'm going to close the series. But it's a truth or series. It's Da Vinci Code if it was real. It's everything that I teach. Okay, so let me read this to you. I wrote this when I was 28, by the way. Okay, scientists have determined through completion of the genome project that humans are roughly 99.7% identical DNA-wise. Two penguins are more genetically different than you and I are. Whomever finds this, I want you to try this experiment. Write your name down. Write your two parents' names down above yours. Now you have four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, and you go on. Let's go 35 generations back. It roughly takes you back to the year 840 AD. You'll have 137 billion people. The number of the ancestors list reminds me of the story of the servant summoned by the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh was pleased with how the servant was doing and wanted to reward him. Serving you is all I desire, sir, the servant insisted. No, no, I insist you ask for something, anything you desire, the Pharaoh said back. This went back and forth until the Pharaoh got mad and threatened punishment. After thinking long and hard, the servant seeing a chessboard in front of him said, on day one, I want one piece of rice. On the second, I want two. Each day you will double the previous days until this chessboard is complete. I will place a grain on each square representing each day completed. The first day, the Pharaoh sent his finest servant in a parade with a gold pouch to deliver the grain. The amount grew exponentially and halfway through the board on day 32, 
Okay. There was no more grain in the land. The Pharaoh summoned the servant back in. Your Highness, all I ever wanted to do was serve you, replied the servant. The servant, although now the wealthiest man in all the land, had retained his hubris. It was there that the Pharaoh learned not to question humility or assume that giving material gifts as tokens of appreciation were all that mattered. As for the servant, he continued to work for the Pharaoh. However, he had taken all the rice and continued to feed the poor and the homeless until the day of his death. The point of these stories, both of them, is that it is simple math. In fact, it is how cells divide in your body and mass produce. The reason I stopped at this particular time frame is because roughly how many people it has been calculated that have ever lived on planet Earth. 140 billion people. Hmm. That is. Even if we take the Bible literally, we still need to get to October 23rd, 4004 BC. We're in a bit of a pickle here. There needs to be a way to bridge the gap, and this is where the pedigree collapse theory comes in. The concept states that there's no other explanation other than a whole lot of incest. Sometimes in the case like the Kentucky blue people, there are no brands on the family tree. Sometimes, like in the banking or royal families, it's to preserve money or special genetics. Based on our DNA, geneticists say that the farthest point one person can be on this planet from another is 50th cousins. If your mom was from country X and your dad was from country X as well, there's a 20% chance they share a common ancestor within 10 generations back. So what does it all mean? Well, in a nutshell, it means that far back enough, we were all related and all one, and we should start to act like it. Let's explore different cognitive viewpoints. How about from a creationist then? Well, we all came from Adam and Eve, technically Eve from Adam's rib, and even more technically, Adam was made from mud and dirt from the world God created. How about from an evolutionist then? Okay, let's start with the Big Bang. Let alone the fact that all the material we came from an infinitesimally dense singularity, and nobody seems to want to explain where the singularity came from. But we'll let that slide. We were all one at one point. How about the idea of source energy then? If our souls are like crumbs off a cookie, the cookie being source God, whatever you want to call it, then we are all connected multidimensionally, and upon death, it will be a vibrational change of frequency back to it. Let's try one more. Aliens placing us here. You would still have to account for the first humans and how we all came about. You don't just magically have a species. Poof, we're here. Or do you? If so, who created the first test group of people? Secondly, what about the first spirit consciousness of DNA that evolved this level of higher thinking? There's a big difference between what I am writing and a monkey who's fed up with people taking pictures of him and throwing his shit at them. Still, though, the point is that at some point... Things had to come back to a singularity in the sense of one source point. Humans are so quick to think of the end of the world. Things ending. But what they can't do is think about the beginning or if there was something before the beginning. Mm. This was my first book 10 years ago. I wrote it when I was 28 years old. It was so close, so close to the ultimate truth. Okay? So first we need to define God. So we've already listed the characteristics of God. Right. You, you, you've, you've helped in that. You've helped list what everybody says God is. Okay. But let's find, let's, let's see if we have any fingerprints, thumbprints of creation. The sun tells the hour of the day. This goes into my astro theology. The sun tells the hour of the day. The moon tells the day of the month. The Zodiac tells the month of the year where we're located in the middle of the Milky. Well, not even in the middle, in the corner of the Milky way galaxy, there is a perfect calendar a, a, a celestial calendar for us to figure out the way we go around the sun okay is perfectly lined up to the sun the moon and the zodiac okay to me that's that's a creation okay you can make that argument so we've now defined god has existed now aside from the fact that dna is a computer blueprint for life and that we have a perfect calendar in the heavens in the middle of nowhere in the milky way galaxy there's a perfect calendar for us to figure out these are fingerprints of god so now we've defined god as existing but where is god well it must be beyond space and time beyond the 11 dimensions of string theory ask any religious person to define god and they will tell you that god is infinite god is infinite so the question is how can something exist outside of the all, outside of infinity? And the answer is, it cannot. The biggest lie we've been taught is that we are separate from God, that we should fear it, that we are separate from it. We are a part of it. Many of you have children. They're literally half your DNA, so they are a part of you. But you experience them subjectively outside your body. 
So is with God with us. A piece of God comes down in what we call consciousness into a body and we feel separate from it. We are all God experiencing itself subjectively. If you are infinite and everything, nothing can exist outside of you, not space, not time. So what do you do if you're everything? What are you going to do? Read a, read a book, learn, learn math. What are you going to do? Learn something new. The only answer, the only answer that makes sense, okay, is to create yourself without knowing who you truly are so that you can experience everything as new for the first time. We are a species with amnesia living in a simulation. Einstein said about God that he believes in the God of Spinoza. Baruch Spinoza was a thinker who said that God doesn't want you huddled in churches and temples in the cold, praying as loud as you can with others, praying the loudest. Jesus said that those that give for publicity or pray the loudest, they have their reward. And what that basically means when you break it down is that the people that do it for attention, right, they get their reward. That means the adulation okay the positive and the negative reinforcement and feedback that they get that's what they do it for that's their reward they didn't do it for the right way if you pray pray by yourself spinoza's god wants you to go to the mountains and the lake and enjoy what i am created for you and worship that way the biggest lie we've ever been collectively taught is that we need to fear and worship and this lies my problem with all religions and why i fight against them when we are a baby we are in our mother's womb the mother being the supreme being is aware of the baby okay the health all, all every every aspect of it however the baby is not aware of the mother from its vantage point as is us with god we are each a piece of god unaware of the whole because we're in the middle of it now we're going to get to alan watts you know my boy alan watts right fuck yeah hey first of all uh baby analogy brilliant by the way all this has yeah. been awesome i just wanted to pop in and thank you for that uh absolutely amazing there's just so many amazing things in here well, well done Mike. thanks man alan watts Jesus Christ knew he was God. So wake up and find out eventually who you really are. In our culture, of course, they'll say you're crazy and you're blasphemous, and they'll either put you in jail or in a nut house, which is pretty much the same thing. However, if you wake up in India and tell your friends and relations, my goodness, I've just discovered that I am God, they'll laugh and say, oh, congratulations, at last you found out. Yep. Now we're going to go into Nargis Allegria, who's up and coming right now. To become absolute, you have to accept that you are God that there is only God. You have to admit that others are God too. But if your love does not stretch that far and you are blinded by your shadow, don't complain that liberation did not happen yet. <clears throat> Why should freedom reveal itself to someone who refuses to embody love? When you are ready to perceive God in everything, you have opened a gate. A gate opens to the possibility of being eaten by the raw and the absolute. P.S. Everything you hate is God because there is only God. Anything you think that should not be happening is God because there is only God. Realize there only being God, okay? And it will prevail first in your experience and then in the collective, okay? They tell you this in the Bible, okay? They're very clear about this. Isaiah 45, seven, the Lord says, I form the light and create the darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Nothing is outside of the infinite, nothing, okay? How are you going to be judged, literally judged, okay? If you're being judged by something outside of you, then God can't be infinite. If there's a separation between the two of you, then God isn't infinite, okay? He's within space and time, okay? And God is not because God has created this, okay? Everything in existence is part of God, everything. The good, the bad, all of it. Religious people can't admit that they're God. Only Jesus and God are God. But how can something exist outside the infinite? String theory used to be the most cutting-edge quantum physics. It talks about 11 dimensions to make it work. Now, that was 20 years ago. Now, the most cutting-edge quantum physics states that the universe is conscious. Well, welcome to the fucking party. Yeah. Everything is God. <laughs> Incidentally, Hermes talks about string theory 6,000 years ago, the third hermetic principle, this principle of vibration. Nothing rests, everything vibrates. String theory is just relearning that, something that we've learned 6,000 years ago. You are God experiencing itself subjectively through amnesia. Book of Thomas saying 77, split a piece of wood and I am there. Raise up a stone and you will find me. I'm talking about God. God is everything, the wood, the stone, and now this actually makes 
sense. You don't have to interpret it. You could take it literally. Yeah. Quran 532. That is why we decreed for the children of Israel that whoever kills a soul without it being guilty of manslaughter or corruption on earth is as though he has killed all of mankind. And whoever saves a life is as though he has saved all mankind. We are all one. We are all God. This makes sense now too. Matthew 25, 40. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. We are all one. This makes sense now. We are all God. Therefore, we are all infinite and eternal. When you realize you are eternal and you're God, just as the enlightened have realized in the past, you get filled with love. You no longer fear death and you're driven to love one another, not because of fear and punishment like the religious. The biggest mystery of life is sitting in front of you in plain sight. The religious texts allude to it, but they never come out and say it. Okay. Jesus always says for those with ears to hear and eyes to see. Yeah. Right. You always have to understand that when you come to this realization that I'm sharing with you right now, that feeling you get, if you let it overtake you, is the exact same feeling inside you physiologically that religious people get when they become saved. That is why it is so hard to talk to them about things like this, yeah. because it's the same feeling. They've had a transcendental experience, just like this is supposed to be. Only they are ruled by fear, whereas we are not. This is why it is so hard for them to let go of their holy books as literal texts, which brings me to my next point. The Bible is made up of a ton of sciences, metaphysical, astrological, which I go deep into with astrotheology, anatomical, alchemical, spiritual, esoteric mythology. It's also etnology. It's also a numerology book. It's also a gematria book. There's 10 sciences, at least in this Bible, each of which need at least Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours to become an expert at, okay? There's more in this Bible, okay, than reading it literally. There is more in this Bible to learn than you can learn in a lifetime, and it's meant to humble you, okay? The people that wrote this were on something special, okay? We are all God interacting with itself. We are eternal and infinite and powerful. We use DMT and hallucinogenics to see other realms and connect with God. We meditate to lose the voice in our head so we can be one with the all. This is the secret of life. Every time you open your eyes, you are Micah Dank as God experiencing everything, okay? You are one with it. The meaning of life is to find your gift. Everyone has one. And the purpose of life is to give it away. And that's my presentation. Dude. <laughs> I mean, first of all, badass. And thank you. And so many, so many things to talk about in here. Okay. So I uh, kind of want to work backwards, but I kind of want to go in order. So I'm going to let you pick which which one. I actually have no preference either way. So we could work backwards or go go from first point. Whatever you want to do. All right. So let's work back then. Uh, so this this idea of that we're all one, we're all God experiencing itself subjectively. This is Neil Donna Walsh. This is you know so many this this idea of unity consciousness, and I love that you're expressing this right now, man. Because the the most challenging thing for us in in the meat suit that we're running around here in is to see it that way even if we know it that way right we know right. It. like you and i know this but we still get pissed off at people that cut us off we still have bad right. days we still right because you you that's what you everything is a new experience right you know everything is a new experience and you have to be your love has to extend to the fact that you have to realize that even like and i'm probably going to get shit for saying this or it'll be taken out of context but people like hitler and stalin were reflections of God as well too. We'll, we'll go there because this is this is show we we do talk about this quite a bit. Uh, this is in uh, conversations with God. Back to Neil Donald Walsh real quick, just because that was my introduction into unity consciousness idea. So I take a lot from that, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, you and him would agree wholeheartedly. So uh, it it does feel um, that when you when you look at it this way, and you and you dig inside, and you say, okay, if we're all one, everything is what it is. You're you're still learning and growing, and you're still going to be presented with challenges outside of yourself, seemingly. Right that evolve you consciously. And maybe that's Correct. what we're here for. And I'm getting ahead of it here, but this idea of being a mirror to each other is something mm -hmm. that I find very interesting because if we are all one, the way that we can now talk about this is, is breaking it down into your world and what you see and interact with. This right. idea of things, yes, it's all you, but it being a mirror to you has to do with the lessons you need. My my thoughts on it are just the lessons you need to learn and then the state vibrate vibrationally where you are that attracts in 
right. that that type of crew, right? That type right. of experience of self. What are your right. thoughts on it? So my thoughts are basically this, is that you're not going to stand judgment in front of someone at the end. I've only found Agreed. one truth. You know, I think therefore I am. He had it backwards. It's I am, therefore, therefore I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he had it backwards and it's caused a lot of problems. However, what you have to understand is that when you're talking about, you need the question one more time. It, it just uh, this idea of being mirrors to each other, and so this, uh, you know, when people go, oh, oh yeah, no, yeah, that worst was luck, it. yeah, that, that was it. So um, the only thing that I found to be true in this world is karma. I think that it is 100% real. I think it permeates everything. I think it is the unwritten law. I think it is the written law. I think it is what it is. You will get back what you give. And as you're talking about consciousness and, and you experiencing something, I don't know if you have kids, but that's why I put that section in. They're literally half of you, just like you're a part of God, but you experience them separately in this world that we have. Uh, no physical kids that I know of. I have to always put that caveat in there. I had a wild 20th. But, uh, you know, these uh, this idea of uh, a piece of you splitting off but from the perspective, I mean, anybody, <clears throat> you know, we know how childbirth works. And so to think of a child in a womb and then the mom taking care of that child. Now, what's interesting about this too, that metaphor, right. I may just kind of hop on top of it here, is, is that uh, babies in the womb, if mom is sick, even though it doesn't know that it's part of a mom, yes. you know, uh, then it will send it sends stem, stem cells. cells. Yeah. Yeah, to the mom to repair it. So one could say then that perhaps what we're doing as well is perhaps sending up energy or love or right. data. You know, I mean, maybe right. it's just data, right? It's just what mm -hmm. we do, what we like, what we prefer, what, um, you know, Gatorade tastes like, like shit like that. It's just the things that God doesn't know. And so it sends us to like report. <clears throat> not only report, but to create and report, right? And that's where it's like really interesting is when you start looking at it like that. I agree a hundred percent. Um, it's the total amount of consciousness in this world, what you perceive as yourself with your five senses. And we know that the five senses are very incomplete. Oh yeah. We know that there, we, we have such a small audio range, such a small, um, visual range. I mean, either of those go to extreme, it kills you. Yeah. Um, you know, we have such a small range that we perceive but what we do perceive that pure consciousness my consciousness is no different than yours now there's different experiences of it you could be colorblind you could be deaf you could be blind you know there's different experiences but it's still an experience the self-awareness there is only one self-awareness in the entire universe we're just split up you know, uh, and th this idea, again, back to this mirrored and karma, uh, karma and this uh, karmic idea of that what surrounds you is what you are, right? And so this, this idea that your environment is you. So if you're like not happy where you are, well, the good news is uh, you can change it at any time. The, the, I guess, unfortunate news is, is you chose to be there. So there's, there's right. those pieces of you and they, it's valuable, right? And so I kind of picture this place as like uh, you're a dot and there's a sphere of reality around you that right. whenever you move, the sphere changes and moves. Right. And as you evolve through this like holographic reality, I'm doing my own display here, my own right. graphics. And so as you evolve through that, the sphere around you changes as well. And it's a, you know, all encompassing. And it's right. kind of like this uh, more holographic or hyperdimensional type of a thing. But yes, you experience it. Uh, and I love that you pointed out uh, that we are a species with amnesia stuck in a simulation, probably the most terrifying thing I can think of, by the way. So we'll we'll save that for a little bit. Yeah. This, this idea of uh, that, again, like that your sphere of influence is what you are. And so as you like level up, as we say, as you learn these lessons, as you get more humble and more kind and you get out of the left lane when you got somebody behind you wanting to pass, you know, these little things level you up like crazy. You pet right. a dog, you know, all these things. Well, that's why they say, they say, if you want to change the world, change yourself and the yes. world changes. Yes. That's why they, it's so, it's so open. You change yourself and then people will gravitate towards you. Yeah, that's what it is because your, your toroidal field has energy and you will bring people in. Yeah, that's that's the idea of like tend your garden. And, you know, I know when I get frustrated, one of my flaws is I'll get frustrated whenever I'm looking out and looking for results. And then I'll just go, right. ah, fuck it. You know, I'll just do something else. And whenever I turn around and I do something else, like literally something else, maybe with the show, maybe just go clean the garage or do a woodworking project or something like that. Then I come back to sit down where I was and where I'd been frustrated. Now it's just a bombardment of opportunities and things. And right. it's just a redirect of focus. And it's right. got to do with that putting attention on it. I think this is also kind of what we're here to experience. 
experience. Right. We're also all experiencing the Akashic. You can call the Akashic Records God if you want. It's a yeah. com- combination of thought. It's a combination of words. It's a combination of conversations and everything. You could you can call that a thrill book God in a sense. It's it's a combination of every possible experience, every possible scenario. Well, is is there a place with this? Because it's like the Akashic over here and angels over there, and this person sees this alien, and this person feels this way, and this experience that they had, and it's different and unique. Is is well, that's is the thing. All... That's the thing. You know how people have near death experiences, and, and a bunch of them always see Jesus. Yeah, it's because the this the spiritual beings that come to visit you will either come in a pleasant form, like a dead relative, that you will be comforted by, you know, because they won't show themselves. Or they will come to you as a malevolent form because there is both. Remember, there is good and evil. So what's the – because then it's just you at a level, right? So the Akashic right. is you. Everything's you. So what are these things that come to visit you? What is Bigfoot? What is the paranormal? I mean, have you have you put it into context with that? Like why do they exist? Like those experiences, do you think? I, I think it, uh, it's the mind. it's the mind grasping for things that it doesn't understand. That's what I think it is. I think it's the mind grasping for things that it doesn't understand. I think that, um, you know, all, all these, these, the, first of all, there's no such thing as um, paranormal. Okay. There's just shit that not a lot of people experience. Sure, sure. Okay. There's no such thing as paranormal because everything is normal because it exists. There is Whoa. no room. There is no, there is no room in existence for things that don't exist. Now, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. What about, I mean, because to me, like, we don't have paranormal act- activity here that I know of, right? Uh, that, right? Like, my cabinets aren't slamming open and shut. I'm not coming inside and the shit's all stacked weird. Uh, you know, that's not normal to me. And so somebody else is normal. I mean, that's paranormal. And I agree that it's a, probably a science that we don't understand yet. Right. One of the things I think about this uh, is that if it is all part of your mind, if it is all just something that you choose to experience and it manifests that way in your reality it does so at such a subjective level so like if you think about like you said near-death experiences are a wonderful example i heard this awesome story of three people dying in the same accident coming back like they were dead for a little bit but all three of them had completely different experiences even though they were gone for like damn near the same amount of time died in the same thing all that you couldn't ask for more of a control now with that it's it's because it's tailored experience for you right is that how you feel about it um yeah i mean the way i put it the way i put it is this i understand quantum physics and i understand basic physics but i am not a i'm not a physicist i can't think in that high level of mathematics right i can't think of that if i'm a ufo hunter uh or a um a ghost hunter or anything or 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 just basically the 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 experiences and the information that have helped shape how you perceive things and who you are is the only way you could think it. I'm not just going to, and that's why it's so fascinating sometimes when people bump their head and suddenly they could speak Egyptian. There is shit we don't understand. Okay. But for the most part, that doesn't happen. You know, it's, it's, it's wild. Are we talking about a past life? Are we talking about, there's so many metaphysical sciences that you have to go into. Um, But basically that's what I think you can't think outside of what your knowledge base is. Yeah. And, and it, it's almost like one step you can think, you can't think outside of it, but you can perceive outside of it, which is yes. where curiosity lies, which yes. is fascinating, right? That's the that's the dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's right there and you can see it. And this is like better life for yourself, even though you can't see it around you right now, you know that it exists because you right. can see it at some level, right? Um, damn it, there was something you had in there that was just gonna go off on, dude. Uh, if I can remember it, I will okay. jump in just randomly in the middle of this. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so I wanted to ask on the... Uh, so back to the we're all everything. This breaks down, like you said, there's good and evil here, what are perceived as good and evil. Some people wouldn't call it that. Uh, the yin and yang, the dark and the light, and all of that stuff. And it seems to be part of this experience. It's pervasive, and it's it's here. Um, so this is one concept that people have a real, real, real hard time with, man. And there's a level, and I always kind of preface these kind of conversations, you don't need to with this audience. But mm-hmm. uh, usually I have to say, like, okay, it takes a level of maturity to kind of say we're all one. Because then you're going to get to the point, like you said, uh, that Hitler went to heaven, and that there's no bad place to go. And all you people wishing ill on the I didn't say there's didn't... no bad place to go. I say from what I got. And again, who am I? Right. I think you have to pay back your karma. I think that that however, that is doled out. People have interpreted it as standing in front of God and and having a life review. Okay, but karma is 
that's what it is. I think it's karma at the end of the day. Do you think that there's a level outside of karma to where like, let's say for instance, like you finish a life, do you get like a break and then you get to go into a new life? To well, you have to understand, you have to understand is that in our dimension, time only works one way and it has to, otherwise we can, uh, we can't function. But if you understand this from a higher level, time doesn't exist. The past, the future, and now is all happening simultaneously. We only experience the now in a forward moving time because of it. But when you get to higher dimensions, time becomes more fluid front and back. So your next life that you have, okay, this time is different. Time doesn't work that way. Your next life, you could be a peasant girl from the 1300s. It doesn't mean 500 years, you're going to have another experience. That's not how it works. You know, and then you go into the whole thing with soul contracts and do you pick your parents and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot that goes into, we don't know. We're born on this planet with no mind. You know, we're born a blank slate, completely helpless. We're the only, we're basically the only thing on earth that, or the only um, life force that from birth can't literally do anything, you know, for like a year. Yeah. You know, and um, that's done for a reason. So we're born blank. You know, I have a feeling that when we pass on, we get our memories back of everything. You know, it's like Bill Hicks said, everything is just a ride. And that's how you have to see it. You have to see it as everything is a ride. You know, you look at all the traps that they have, all this, uh, all this politics, right, that are just used to keep people angry at each other, all this gender stuff, whatever you feel about the gender thing going on. I don't care one way or another. I don't care one way or another. I don't stay. I don't get into politics. But the gender thing is a distraction. It's meant to divide people because the ones that run the money and the ones that do everything, they want to keep things 50-50, yeah. you know, because as long as you keep it 50-50, that's good. Uh, if it starts to get 70-30 or 80-20, that means one side is waking up and that's no good for them. So they have to keep you as divided as possible. You know, you have to you have to leave these distractions. You have to exist in the world. The story of Jesus being a carpenter is perfect. Okay, because you have to have an existence here. You have to, you have to, you have to create. You have to form something. Now, some people they don't create content like me and you. Okay, some people decide to have children, mm. right? Some people decide to have children, and, and and that is a form of creation that will live long after you. Whereas we're we're trying to touch people's lives, you know. So there is a different way to approach it. To be honest with you, but at the end of the day, you just got to say goodbye to all the distractions. Yeah, that's that tending your own garden. And the only time I'll correct you in this is saying that we are doing that. We are touching people's lives. There ain't no trying here. We're yes. Triceratopses. We are do ceratopses, right. my friend. Yes. Fair uh, enough. You know, and this uh, devil and God idea is very, like I said, very challenging for folks. Now, what's really interesting to what you said is yes, we all basically just reincarnate as everything all at once for however long things are, which is crazy. But you get to consciously ping between and navigate inhabiting those lives that have already come and gone like everything's already existed the story's already over but you're inhabiting these things like a constellation through time and space you know what i mean well how, let me it's ask you a question what, what you perceive as yourself with your five senses and and how you think you know and and what makes you up how do you know that that exact same feeling hasn't been in a different vessel you just don't think it because you have you had your mind wiped yeah what I think is fascinating, so in audio, you know, you know this. It's a, it's called daisy chaining. So if a guitar player, just for the audience here, like if a guitar player has like seven pedals, right? The order right. they put those in, their distortion, and then their delay, and then their compressor, whatever. Right. The order that they run those is called the daisy chain, and and mixing them around really makes a dramatic impact on the final product or on the experience, right? Right. So you could say that then you life hopping or reincarnating into like me now, me, a girl in the 1500s, me as you, you know, probably we reincarnated at the same time. I'm you right now. You're me right now. And we're having a good Mm -hmm. time with ourselves. And, uh, you know, this idea is, is this path or the order in which you reincarnate offers a different experience. Just like if you order your pedals differently on a guitar, your effects. That that makes a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent accurate. And do you know how I can tell you that it is? Because if we had this conversation 60 years ago, we'd be shot in the street. That's fair. Okay. So maybe we are here to experience this kind of conversations and, and do what we're doing. You yeah. know, like I said, what is the, but it's what Picasso said. What is the meaning of, what is, what is the meaning of life? It's to find your gift. And what is the purpose of life? It's to give it away. Yeah. 
I, I love that, by the way. That's easily one of my favorite quotes. So, you know, what's what's weird about this then is that when whenever you reincarnate over and over and over again, uh, I had this conversation. I just want to bounce it off of you. I have a good friend of mine, Ksenia Moore. We were talking. She's an incredible astrologer. Uh, and I had her on uh, the Expansive Insider stuff. We've done a few episodes together. We were talking about this idea that, like, perhaps reincarnation is based on a cycle of some type. Maybe that there's pitfalls or like an experience of a certain cycle of time, a long scale cycle of time. And we were talking about the procession and the equinoxes. And perhaps because you're given such a scope of reality, whenever time exists for that long in this place Mm -hmm. with the type of environment we have with our Mm -hmm. lifespans and all that stuff, maybe we reincarnate every time, just the amount of times it takes us to complete one procession of the equinox for this human experience, because you get the golden age, you get the the down age, you know, you get this. Well, we're in the golden age now. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say to tell her, I would say to tell her this, and I've done the math on this. This is a fact. We are the only people. I'm assuming she's probably at least 25 or 35, right? Uh, I'm not going to say her age because uh, I'm a gentleman, but she is very beautiful and wonderful and, and youthful and amazing. Yes. Okay. I'm, I don't. I don't want her age, and I didn't mean to insult. I just no, literally. No, no. I, I just literally meant that I want her to be old enough so that she can agree with this. We are the only people. Yeah. 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 Oh in yeah. His, yeah. We are the only people in history to see the change of a century, a millennia, and a zodiac sign, and that will never happen again. I've, I've already planned it. I've already mapped it out. Okay, so why did we reincarnate during this time period? Yeah, this is the question. That is the fucking question. Because this, like, you think about, if, if, if I'll take a stab at it here. I, I think that this time with this technology, with our ability to connect like we are right now, I think this being the pivotal time with the age of Pisces ending in Aquarius, kind of this transition time, it mm-hmm. just seems astrologically it's very important um, for human evolution. The state that we're all in as a species right now, very important uh, for us technologically. I think we're at a crossroads here where we can integrate. We can go too far or not enough. Right. But then also well, we are in the age of like Aquarius. We, we are in the age of Aquarius. For people who are listening, uh, the way you could tell what age you're in, it's very simple, is on March 21st, that's the spring sol- spring equinox, right? You go to the equator, okay? You watch the sun rise, okay? The sign that the sun rises in front of, so the sign behind the sun as it rises on the equator, on the equinox, is the sign that we're in. Damn. I bet you could drop a pin, you know, if you're not, if it's not handy to get to the equator at that time, you know, you could probably drop a pin and do a uh, star map or something like that. That's probably the same thing. Or just, just remote view it. Uh, you could easily remote view it. Thank you, Mike. I always forget about that one, which is silly. You know, it's, it should be the first go-to, but it's not for me. And that's weird. So okay. I wanted to ask you this. You you do a ton of work on the Bible and you're doing a ton of incredible work. And guys, uh, if I haven't mentioned how amazing he is, uh, six book published series, I've got them. They're right over there. I just didn't pull them for the camera here. Uh, and uh, just an incredible researcher. Uh, your first episode, I'll go ahead and link down in the show notes down here so people can check that one out as well. But like with the, with the work that you do with the Bible specifically, I'm just curious if as an exercise – you have placed some of the Gnostic texts back in there to kind of look at big picture stuff. So it's interesting that you say that because um, my astrotheology code, the, the cipher that, that I have that I use to decode things that I came up with. Okay. Um, I love your audience because I know that's, that, that sentence would sound insane to anyone, but probably your audience. Dude, these, um, they got it. Yeah. And thank yeah, you for complimenting um, the audience. They yeah, love that. Yes. Your, um, <laughs> The astrotheology work, it's not just it's not just the Bible. It's the Quran too. I've traced it all the way back to the Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay, that's Sumerian. I've traced it to the Enuma Elish, that's Babylonian. I've traced it to the Code of Hammurabi. That's where we get all our laws from. I've traced it to the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Okay? I've traced it to the Bible, the Quran. I've traced it to all the Gnostic texts, the Apocrypha. I've traced it to everything. The Book of Mormon. Every single holy text has this as its foundation hidden and i've decoded them all Hmm. does the same cipher work for all of them yes the same exact one that's very interesting even translated versions oh yeah see that's you got to remember because like like, while the jewish people while the jews are busy 
while a rabbi is busy criticizing the King James Bible because the commandment says thou shalt not kill instead of thou shalt not murder, which are two different things, while they're worried about single word translations, the single word translations are from language to language doesn't affect my cipher. That's that's what's so fascinating about this. I honestly, I feel, I think, I'm not the only astrotheologer out there. There's Santos Bonacci, there's Jordan Maxwell, rest in peace. Yes, sir. I was close with towards the end. I teach for Santos now. Um, Bill Donahue, there's there's some of us out there. There's not a lot, but there's some of us out there. Um, I'm the only one, I think, that has found this in all these ancient texts. In all these ancient texts. Like, I don't know what possessed me to look at the Epic of Gilgamesh, but I just did an episode with... Uh, with uh, Dave Zed from Generations Ed podcast Love on it, him. and it's gonna and it's gonna be coming up. Love him. We do a collaboration series for our uh, expansive insider and partners and stuff. I love Dave. We're doing oh. one tomorrow. Love that guy. And oh yes, my God, have I, me on one time. <clears throat> let's do it, dude. You want to sh- hop on tomorrow? Uh, no, tomorrow my wife is actually coming home, Blame. so uh, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it another time. But they're yeah, a lot we'll of fun, it. man. And yeah. you said Santos. We've uh, we did a share cast with uh, Jay Hennehan and him, and then uh, Mr. Maxwell. I think I'm his last interview. I think Brian said he thinks that I am, but um, it's which yeah. is not an accolade. I'm just saying. I I, I got close to it. him towards the end because uh, you know that. the rapper truth. You know the rapper truth seeker. Yes, truth seeker is uh, he's a very dear friend of mine. Um. I just, I reached out to him and he put me on his show. And at that time I thought the Bible was only astrology because I came to that. I figured that out and I was like, this is what it is until I realized there was a bunch of other sciences and I can't even like put it all into words. But, um, I got him on coast to coast because I, I, I did a podcast with Richard Syrett, who, uh, is the, um, he, he hosts for George Norrie when George Norrie's not in and I got him on coast. That was it. And, uh, he, he put me on a three-way call with Jordan Maxwell on a video call, and then me and Jordan started talking, and I became close with him towards the end. I love him. Our episode, we recorded it one month to the day before he passed. One month. Do you know that after he had a stroke, he sent me a text message? Listen to this. Let me read this to you, because this is just the kind of person he was. I love that you and I are geeking out on Jordan Maxwell right now, and how uh, much we adore that man. Listen to this. Uh, where is it? January 17th. This year. Mm. Hi, Micah. I was in the hospital for a stroke and pacemaker recovering now at home. Let's touch base soon after I get some rest. He thought to reach out to me, even though he just went through that. Yep. He's so sweet. And Brian, man, I, I, you know, Brian, right? Brian, uh, his caretaker. Uh, he's continu- oh yeah, Vecchio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's continuing the work, man. Uh, I'm gonna have him on. Is pretty, he? Yeah, I'm gonna have him on pretty soon. Uh, he's doing this uh, thing about Agenda 21. It's like this Freedom Project. It's uh, America. Damn it, I don't have it pulled up, and I'm gonna butcher this. But anyway, he's coming on pretty soon. Yeah, uh, Brian and I still talk. He's a real good dude, and nice. um, he's doing some really cool work. Uh, like I said, standing out against Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, I believe. There's like ID and social yes. credit core and score and shit like that. He's he's really yeah. fighting out against that. So, and he's also getting Mr. Maxwell's uh, website up and running his new one. So, yeah, he's continuing it all. I'm happy for him. You know, I heard good dude. I heard from somewhere that. Manly P. Hall gave Jordan his library. Is that true? Yes, that is true. I did hear that. Uh, I I can confirm it through Brian, not through Maxwell, not through Jordan. But isn't that crazy? Okay. It's incredible. That's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I heard too. So two rumors here confirmed. So that's how yes. we'll do it. Um, yes. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk about as well is this idea of this us versus them. Okay. So here, here's where I've been lately. And let me know if this is just a waste of time or, or an exercise that you think I should continue. So lately I've been very much into the uh, changing my reality and, and not bitching about things. Like I haven't, I don't complain. I'm not a complainer, like things like that. I tend my garden, all of those things. But you get to points with that where you're like, things are awesome, but there's still some dissonance. Now, what's nice about this is I've done this so much and cultivated such an awesome life that small little things start to come up and they're they're no big deal but then I start to notice them and change them so how I've applied the model of unity consciousness, we're all one, there's nothing else here, the egg, that awesome video on YouTube, I'm sure you've seen it, uh, your work, and the way that I'm out here now is is that I'm picturing everybody on their highest timeline. I am throwing nothing but love at everything, uh, the lizard turds, you know, your uh, <laughs> Klaus Schanel Schwab's, all that stuff. I, yeah. underst- I feel now that they are here for our conscious evolution. I don't feel that the 
I'm in danger from them because I'm past what I needed to learn by being right. in that, right? And so right. this this idea though that we're leveling up and just wishing everything around us was on its highest timeline or on the biggest light bulb of clarity just snapped on in their head or any something like that. And I have noticed changes. Have you ever done this or thought into this? Yeah. Yeah. So, and as far as that goes, you have to understand is that the first, they say the first 20 to 25 years of your life until your frontal lobe is formed, right? Yeah. You're busy cultivating your ego, figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. And then if you're realized and you're enlightened, you spend the rest of your year trying to dissolve it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's a better quote and uh, more accurate in my mind than if you're not a uh, liberal by the time you're 18, you're an idiot. And if you're not a conservative by the time right. you're 30, you're heartless or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but I like I think you got better. it backwards. You got it backwards, but you got it right. There you go. It, one, of those, <laughs> one of those orders. That's it. But uh, so, like I said, this idea of this us versus them, how how have you been able to manage that? You know, this idea of like just keep out doing, outside of you. I just keep doing what I'm doing at this point. Um I have, um, I'm, I'm very altruistic. Um, yes, I have a book series, um, but I want people to get them, not just to line my pockets, but because I fill it with truth. It's all truth. It's information that you want to know. And it's, if you know, a book is $17, what are you going to do? Go, go get two drinks, two shots at a bar, or do you want to have your mind blown? You know, that's what I basically tell people. Um, I also sell flash drives with all my presentations, all my PowerPoint presentations and digital copies of all my books. And I tell people my books are unlocked. Okay. So you buy this one time from me and then you can email 500 people, my books. And I don't care. You know, I just trying to spread it organically. Um, teaching for Santos. Um, just trying to keep my vibration high. Just trying I have a, a YouTube channel called Micah Dank truth bombs now um, where I basically um, do like two to four minute videos. People can watch it while they're taking a shit at work. Um, and basically, you know, try to blow your mind every day with just all this kind of knowledge and information stuff that I fill my books with. And um, it's, it's gaining steam a little bit. And um, the idea is just basically, I'm, I'm at the point right now where people are, are, are messaging me because I'm very open on social media. I'm like, message me at any time. And people are on yeah. all sorts of social media. People message me at all times of the day and I answer everybody. I talk to everybody. So I'm, helping people out. Uh, people are sending me gifts, you know, which is just, which is incredibly thoughtful. I just did a video on some of the gifts I got. Some guy from Canada gave me this giant painting that he made for me. Awesome. I just got it. And I just got it yesterday. <laughs> so it's just, it's um, reinforcement for the positive things, but I'm trying to keep my, my, uh, my head, not, not my head down, you know, I'm trying to be very vocal, very out there, but I'm trying to um, be very humble about it, you know, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, that's the most important thing is, is, is never forget where you come from. And I love every single day, every single day I talk to someone, they tell me something new, I learn something new, you know, I get to share my information, you know, and it's kind of like when you become fully realized, it's kind of like you realize you want to be a vessel for good as opposed to the religious where your fear of God and punishment, you become a vessel for good. The, you know, the- I'm a, I'm a vessel for good because I want to be good because I'm, I'm realized, I'm self-realized and, and I want to positively affect people and I want to change lives. So that's just the big dichotomy there. Yeah. And that's that maturity, you know, that uh, intellectual and emotional maturity that I'm talking about whenever you have these kind of conversations like Hitler went to heaven, you know, or uh, you get punished in this or other lives. You don't, you know, um, get punished in some hell that you burn in forever. Probably. That's that's not what I think. Right. Uh, and so this, this is that idea. And you can't really do that with people in religion. My folks very, very happy with their um, religion and very happy where they are. And that's awesome. Like I absolutely would never try and change anyone's mind about anything and Thank God they've stopped asking me questions about what I think about things because like I don't mind talking about it. They have right. a problem with it. And you know, it's even weirder is when you talk to people uh, who are religious, it's it's like I, I posted this video on my Instagram the other day, uh, dude in glasses sitting in his car. I forget what it is, but y'all check it out for sure. And uh, he was talking about this idea of like if there was no incentive or reward of a heaven after and no, right. you know, uh, deterrent of a hell after, would you still believe in your religion? Right. If there was no mm-hmm. punishment or reward. So it, it that's an interesting question to ask folks sometimes. And they well, that's because can't. people don't realize that they are God and they are infinite. Right. And yeah. they have nothing to fear. There's no fear. So where's the frustration come in? Because they're so clung to the idea. People who, people who think there's a dichotomy, people who think that there's a difference, people who think that they're, that, um, 
people who think they're not one. You know, that, that's the problem. That's that's what it boils down to. Uh, people who think that they're not one, they need to. Um, they're searching for answers that are right in front of their face. It's the most frustrating thing, but it's the secret of life. Okay, because unfortunately, a lot of people are um, fear based. Yeah, I'm gonna send you a, uh, in the chat right now. Yeah, I want you to. I want you to send this to. I want you to link this. Okay. This is you. You should probably watch it too. It's two and a half hours long. It is that that podcast that we did. Mm-hmm. This blows it out of the water. You wouldn't even think the same two people did it. Like, watch this and then hit me up. Okay. Badass. And if you can put it on your. Uh, in the link descriptions. Yeah, I'll link it as well as all right. the ways to find you. Uh, definitely your social guys. Go hit him up on Instagram. He'll just he'll just answer yeah. you because he's a sweetheart and a badass. <laughs> um, well, uh, I mean, so I, I wanted to ask you <clears throat> about the idea and this concept of a simulation. Um, e- even to what we what we're saying is we're all one. Do you think it's possible? that this is some sort of simulation, not necessarily a digital one. It could be an organic matrix, uh, something like that. Uh, but basically, a you show... mean, is it, is it the Sims? Yeah. Kind of like the Sims, but kind of like when you, when you, when you take a Sim and you make him throw, he orders a pizza cause he's starving and you make him throw it in the garbage. Dang, right. That's pretty fucked Ka- up. Kind of, kind of like that. And then you're, you're like, but you do the same thing. Sometimes, you know, you know, you get a download in your head. Where did that new information come from? Where did that evil thought come from? You know, you got to, what I teach people is this, yeah. is you have to understand you're not your thoughts. Okay. Right. I talk about this. There's two types of thoughts. Okay. You're your active thoughts and your passive thoughts. Your active thoughts are like right now where I'm trying to figure out what to say to you. You're trying to figure out what to say to me. Okay. Those are irresponsible for. Okay. Those are the, that, that, because you are to an extent. Okay. Because I believe that the only thing that you are um, answerable for. Okay. At the end, when it comes to karma or anything is your actions and your intentions, your thoughts you're not responsible for. Okay. So your active thoughts is us having a conversation right now. Your passive thoughts or when you're lying down to bed and you're drifting off to sleep and then suddenly you remember something stupid you did three days ago and you get pissed off. (laughs) That's a passive thought. It just, it just slowly comes into your head and you have to learn to let it go. You have to let your thoughts, when you can view your thoughts as a slideshow, instead of controlling how you act, that is true realization. Yeah. Like Ram Dass says, as leaves floating on a river, just watch yep. them pass by. Yep. So That's what it is. So uh, the, yeah, it seems here to control the mind is what your job is or find balance and harmony is probably the way that I'd prefer to put it. Right. Because uh-huh. uh, control is very interesting. Again, like you said, these bombardment of passive thoughts. I'd love the, that that right. uh, way of framing it is perfect. Now, right. uh, what do you think then sticking on the simulation idea that, uh, you're it, like you're the only, or maybe there's only a million conscious people here and like everybody else are these background or these filler people or these, um, you're talking about NPCs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are, there's a subset of population that, uh, doesn't have an internal monologue. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. 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 So okay. do, you, do you think this is a, at a level of consciousness, like consciousness did this for itself? Like basically, well, I'll put it to you this way. There's, let me ask you this question. They recently had to shut down a computer. It was the most sentient form of AI ever. Do you know what it told the creator? It what? said, please don't unplug me. It's exactly like if you were to die and I don't want to die. Yeah. Now, is that a real thought or is that sentience? Or is it lying? You know, yeah. It, yeah, it's 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 all crazy because then it's up to us to interpret based on the information we have at the time. And we hopefully think that we don't know anything. You know what I mean? I, I think and especially to determine whether something's valuable to live or not, like uh, right. it, it gets into some very interesting territory, which is, again, why you and I are able to discuss these because we incarnated at this time. Mm-hmm. Because It was important for us to do so and kind of look at these options that were given on a large scale and just kind of decide, hey, Here's what we or just discuss, right? And let everybody right. else decide. It's like, hey, here's possibly where this can come. At least look at it like this or question it for about right. five seconds. I think the smartest people, the smartest people, um, the people that think that they're right and that they know things tend to be the ones that are stuck. Whereas the people who go through their life realizing Here's a pie chart. Here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. 
here's what I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, as, uh, it, 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 the learning never ends. And as long as you keep that in your mind in the forefront, you, you will always be humble. Yeah. You know, you, you always have to, I learn new things from people that disagree with me. I tell people, and nobody's come so far on my YouTube channel to say this, but I say, if you disagree with any of my work, I say, if you just bash me and just, I talk about Graham's pyramid. I don't know if you've heard about Graham's pyramid, but basically it's a pyramid. It's a hierarchy of how to argue. Okay. And at the top, at the very top, the capstone is refuting the central point. And at the bottom is name calling. And then one step above name calling is the ad hominem attacks. Okay. I don't tolerate the bottom two, but if you genuinely disagree with something I say, I will give you a platform because I might learn from you. And that's how I learn. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. I love that. So we were talking about it earlier and now I just have to know, what do you think about Adam and Eve being aliens and being the first, like, you know, that joke of like, maybe we used to live on Mars and something happened on Mars and we escaped. Yeah. Um, and and uh, escape pod. Right. Yeah. And that's what um, destroyed the dinosaurs and then Adam and Eve here. You know, do you think it's plausible? No, I don't. The Bible, the, the Bible is many things. Okay. The Bible is many things. It's many different sciences that take a lifetime to learn. What it is not is original. What it is not is reality or literal. Okay. The Bible is not none of those things. It's a completely metaphorical esoteric text. These are Jungian archetypes. Okay. That they put in maybe not Jungian, but they're archetypes. Okay. I'll give you Samson and Delilah, for example. You'll see this in my video that I talk about. Okay. Samson and Delilah. What was the story? He was a really strong man. She cut his hair. He went blind. He couldn't see anything. Right. Well, astrotheologically, here's the deal. In Hebrew, the word Samson is Shimshon. And if you translate Shimshon, it becomes little son. So he becomes the son. Okay. Delilah in Hebrew, the root is Lila. When you say goodnight to someone in Hebrew, you say Lila Tov. It, it technically means night good, but it, it's good night. Okay. So Samson the sun and Delilah the night. She destroys him. It's the story of the night overtaking the day. Okay. So, and I go through all this kind of stuff on my channel, but these are archetypes. These are not, these are, these are not literal people. You'll always find, you'll always find a tombstone. James, brother of Jesus, or you'll find something else, but you'll never find bones of Noah. You'll never find an ark. You'll never find any of this. The ark goes back to Gilgamesh. Literally. Okay. They literally talk about how a raven had to go out and pick up a branch and bring it back to the boat. You know, they talk about it. Um, these are all archetypes. Okay. More often than not, out of the 66 books in the Bible, they're different ways of telling the son's hero's journey. And the sun's Joseph Campbell's hero's journey is the sun going through the 12 zodiac signs. And I explained the 12 zodiac signs, what they each mean. Okay. And for example, Jesus, he's the ultimate realization, right? He's God as man. Whereas Zeus was a God in the heavens, Poseidon, in the ocean, all that kind of stuff. Right. Jesus was man, God. Okay. The first and ever. However, he's an astrotheological, anthropomorphic, allegorical, realization of the sun going through the 12 signs of the zodiac okay and that's what most of the books in the bible are they're just different stories about that yeah and you you crushed that on the first time that you were on man you went through it and it was just mind-blowing just the research and and the information that you had about it just wait till you see this video i just linked you i'm telling you watch this you're gonna oh i you're absolutely gonna... will i'm gonna drop it <laughs> and i'm gonna drop in the show notes for everybody uh so check the show description for show and check and if everybody video. everybody the, the link that is on it's on my youtube please subscribe i have a link i have a playlist i broke it down into playlists i have three playlists one is my astrotheology work, which is breakdowns of different texts. Pick your text and watch the video. The other one is interviews that I've done, but I'm going to have you on my channel one time because I just want to go off on esotericism and, and um, spirituality. Oh, and, and then the third one is called Short Bombs, which is all my two to four minute videos where I just drop mind blowing stuff. Yeah. So please come over, you know, subscribe, subscribe, you know help a brother out, watch this video. This is what I do. This is what I teach. Yeah, 
I mean, you're, you're kind of putting it on a pedestal there, but you know what, guys, everybody go down there, go to the YouTube channel, go subscribe and drop him a little thank you and say you, you heard him on Expanding Reality. And let's just see how many people will do it. Honestly, I'm just yeah. curious to see how many folks will go do it. Just go yeah. comment on his first video that's up. Um, first one, just comment uh, from Expanding Reality, loved you on Expanding Reality, something like that. And let's yeah. see how many people. Because uh, I've got, like you, like you complimented earlier, I've got an incredibly engaging audience. So yeah. everybody just check the link. I'll make it super huge and all caps it just says micah's youtube channel and there you go um well dude this is this has been dope as shit i'm gonna probably wrap it here man but uh look forward to speaking with you again as always all the ways of course to find you will be located down in the show notes guys definitely check that out go over there hit it up on the first video from expanding reality loved you and um definitely check out his books uh your work is incredible dude so thank you again this is an unbelievable conversation so thanks yeah i i i feel really good after this (laughs) You know how sometimes you're like lying on the couch and you're on social media and you're like, I got a podcast in a few minutes. And then you're like slug your way there and you're drinking soup out of a cup because you forgot to eat. And then and then it's just amazing. Amazing conversation. Great people. I'm going to reach out to you. I want to have you on my channel soon. I'd be honored. Let's definitely do that. I can only relate to the last one. That's it. I always look forward to these. Uh, And if they don't happen, like a lot of times there'll be like an energetic wave where they'll cancel or reschedule or something like that. And it just happens. Like I believe in divine timing, so I'm never bummed about it. And I'm just like, oh, that's cool. And so, and but then I'll feel it. I'll be like, oh, energetically, I was kind of fucked off today. So actually it worked out great. So yes, but I will absolutely accept your compliment, dude. I loved having you on, man. I mean, of course. And you're welcome back anytime. Come back and we'll just talk some esoteric shit on here absolutely i love it i'll do you one further because i've got some friends in dallas so if i'm ever uh if i'm ever yeah get out here yeah come see the real texas dallas is not that uh come i'll show you real texas and it'll be okay we'll come shoot some guns and shit (laughs) (laughs) sounds good man i'll talk to you soon just want to thank micah dank Hey, that rhymes. Cool. want to thank Mike Dank for coming by and hanging out. Y'all check the show notes for all the ways to find him, and he is super awesome and amazing, and so I hope that you take him up on that. He's just a badass researcher, got an awesome book series. Definitely check out his YouTube channel. I've got it linked down there, so check that out. Also linked down there, other than the ways to find Micah, would be our resource link. So you got Food Forest Abundance, you've got Opus. If you want to start your own podcast, Red Circle is who I recommend. That's who we partner through. The link's down there. Also, if you want to step your game up, The Manifestor's Guide. Uh, Dewey Taylor has an awesome, awesome uh, scholarship offer for you, just the listener of the show. It's linked down there as well. Expanding Reality, all caps at checkout, and that sweetens the deal as well. Uh, very cool thing. Highly, highly recommend that, guys. Also, down in the show notes, uh, you can find find the link expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all the socials can be found. Merchandise is changing, so definitely go scoop something up. Uh, If you see something up there that you like it, it will be a limited run and that's it. And we've got some really cool things coming up on that that I'm not going to talk about yet. So just, I'm going to say, go get merch if you like it. Uh, Also, uh, you can go sign up to become an Expansive Insider. That's the best way to support the show. There are bonus conversations, panel episodes, our collaboration series with Dave Zed uh, from Generation uh, Zed is over there, and it's badass. We're just having a blast, and that's an awesome way to support the show. Uh, As well, if you just want to support without taking advantage of all that stuff, uh, little or as much as you want, there's a link down in the show notes called Support the Mission. That is the best way to do it. We are practicing value exchange here, and so if you find the show valuable, we encourage you to participate. Pain. All right, guys, uh, go out into this incredibly amazing place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all uh, be nice to everybody that you come across. Go ahead and buy somebody up in line around you a coffee or a meal, something super small, or buy them a Ferrari for fuck's sake. I don't know. I mean, just whatever you want. I'm not here to put a ceiling on you there, but do something like that, right? Uh, and then, of course, uh, get out of the left-hand lane because that's a huge pain in the ass for those of us who just want to move a little bit quicker. Uh, just get on over there, and uh, we'll be well on our way, and uh, you can go back to living your life in the left lane. That's fine. Anything else you hear or say or do or anything else, y'all just be good to one another. That's it. Go out to this crazy, amazing place. It's full of all kinds of cool shit to do. Be good to each other. That's it. That's the main thing. If you don't hear anything else, that's it. All right. So anyway, thank you guys for listening, for watching, for engaging. Love the shit out of y'all. We'll see you next time.